The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Live the life you truly want. Experience the Jenna Effect. I'm Vincent Jenna, psychic therapist, medium, and spiritual teacher. Become unstoppable. Learn the secret that's holding you back. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Jenna Effect. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna, psychic therapist, medium, spiritual teacher, and the author of the best-selling book, The Secret That's Holding You Back. And you know something? If you're still thinking about a gift to get someone that you love, one of the best things you can get them is the ability to be able to create the life of their dreams gift. That they will remember you forever, and I promise you they won't return it for a different size either. The secret that's holding you back is certainly producing a lot of very happy, fulfilled people who have been reading it and applying the principles in it. So think about that when you're thinking about a gift to bring someone. And even if you're going over to visit a friend or going to a party, a loved one's home, that's a great gift you can give. The secret that's holding you back. All right, enough about that. You know, this is my favorite time of year, really. And in the entire month of December, there are celebrations going on all over the world. And maybe that's what I'm feeling is all of those celebrations and the joy and all of the goodwill and peace and love that is just being spread around as best as possible. All these celebrations are for a reason at this time. Yes, it's the end of the year. But they are on special dates during this month. But more importantly, each one of these celebrations, believe it or not, has a symbol in it of a light of some kind, a flame, a star, a light that represents its celebration. Now, why do you think that is? Well, I'll tell you why that is. That's because our souls and the universe conspired to constantly have messages here on this planet to help remind us who we are as spiritual beings. And the light is exactly who we all are. A light of enlightenment, of truth, of wisdom, of knowledge that resides in each and every one of us, of our divinity and magnificence. And so, yes, there is a celebration all around the world reminding people of that light. For example, one of the earliest celebrations is Hanukkah. Hanukkah is a celebration where the Jews remember and honor the time that the temple that only had one day's worth of oil left after it was destroyed in order to rebuild it, and the oil lasted for eight days. The light in the temple stayed on long enough 
for the Jews to rebuild the temple. Now, really, did one light of a flame, was that enough light to rebuild an entire temple? Or was that symbolic, again, of the light within us? And if we move on to Christianity, Christmas time. Christmas has a light in it too. What do we put at the top of a tree? A star for the most part. Why? That star of Bethlehem. The star that suspended in the skies with the actual alignment of all the planets in this galaxy that produced that star. The light to point out that below it signified the birth of Jesus. The baby and where he laid in the manger in the stable so that the world could see from wherever they were that there was a baby there and an important message for humanity and people could follow that light to get the message well that's what we're going to be talking about today is that light that star that symbolism and in actuality the entire symbolism of the nativity Yes, every single character, every event that occurred is symbolic, trying to remind us who we are. So today is the metaphysical meaning of the nativity and how it applies to everyone, not just Christians. Jesus didn't come here just for Christians. Actually, when Jesus came here, he was Jewish. He came here for those who would hear, whether it be the Jews or whether it be the Romans, whether it be the pagans. Those were basically, you know, three, should we say, spiritual beliefs. The Romans had their own spiritual beliefs, and paganism was part of that. And there may have been some others as well. There were several different practices and, and religious beliefs, especially back in those days as there is today. Um, so Jesus came down for everybody. He did not just come down to form Christianity. That man did that. Man formed Christianity. So today we're going to discuss the miracle and the meaning of the nativity, the whole story of the nativity, starting from the beginning. Right? An immaculate conception. An angel came to Mary. Mary was any person... Any woman, but she was a good woman. She had a good background, but there was family. Here was the interesting thing. Why did Jesus choose? So here's the understanding. We do understand that we choose our parents. We decide. We make soul contracts. But there was a relationship between um, John the Baptist and Mary. Actually, John the Baptist and Jesus were basically cousins. And so they were all related, souls stick together. Mary knew Elizabeth, John's mother. Right? So they were cousins. They were so so there was relationship going on because souls migrate from lifetime to lifetime together. So of course Jesus would come down to somebody. So Mary had to have had an agreement with Jesus' soul beforehand. But why an immaculate conception? Well, there we go with the concept of sex again. And how Paul and all those disciples, but mainly Paul, who did not like sex. So the idea of 
a, a Mary conceiving the Savior through a sexual act. So we had to start with a miracle to begin with. Well, what does that mean? What is the message? Why did we have to put that in the story, really? Right? Because the idea of an immaculate conception means it did not require a physical there is nothing physically involved to be born, to be birthed or rebirthed. There's nothing physically necessary. It was a metaphor, immaculate. It was pure. The creation of you was pure. Every time you first come into this world with your soul, it's pure, it's a beginning, it's a newness. Every time you want to start a new life, it's a new birth, it's a new beginning. They didn't build from wood, they build from stone and clay. So therefore there wouldn't be a barn. What there would be is a dugout basement where they kept the animals. That's how they lived back then. The cows and the sheep, if they weren't out, well, not all the sheep, but the cows and whatever animals, the chickens that they had would live or stay when they weren't outside. They would stay downstairs in the basement of the home. It also helped in the wintertime to warm up, even though the temperatures weren't you know, that's severe. They weren't 10 below zero over there. They didn't, you know, live in the Arctic. They lived in the in the desert in the Middle East. And so it did get cold, but the animals being in the basement, what do we know about heat? It rises. So it helped to actually warm the home at night. So if Mary and Joseph were going to give birth, it was going to be downstairs in the basement someplace of the building of this inn and not in the barn. So why then the story of a barn if it's historically incorrect? Because they wanted us to know that our most humble beginnings, simplest the simplest form of birth, which is natural in life, has happened either in the middle of the woods, in some protected area, or in barns, right? In stables, animals gave birth in stables. And so therefore, the message was in the most purest and simplest forms of life. When we incarnate here, that's what we incarnate into, the simplest forms of life. So we don't incarnate into rich bodies in mansions. That's the reason why there wasn't a resort there in Bethlehem and why they didn't have this luxurious room at the inn to give birth. That would have taken away and that would have made people believe that you have to be this um, rich, almighty person in order to be that special Christ. No, simple. A matter of fact, then even the simplest of beings, shepherds, a shepherd, they were usually, they usually had the, the most common job 
it wasn't an elite job. Those who sold the sheep or sold the wool from the sheep, the sheiks, they they had more money. But those who, who managed the flocks were either family members or just low hired people. Helpers. Simple, common, common people. And then this child is born, and then there is a birth. But before the child is born, again, there is the light, the star. And it happened on a day where in our planetary system, every single planet in our galaxy aligned. As a matter of fact, this December 23rd or 22nd, I forgot the date, um, Jupiter and Saturn are aligning. They were two of the planets. It doesn't happen often at all in our existence. And two of them are aligning. I think it's Christmas Eve, which again is meaningful. It's always to create a great light. What is this? And an alignment. The light means alignment as well as enlightenment and, and wisdom and understanding. It's alignment. So there, there was on this day of this birth in this simple common place in a small non-exciting town, this child was born, a birth of a new light within you in the most common of places, wherever you are in your life, this new child can be born within you. This new light will guide the way. The, and the Father, the God, is always connected to us, watching us, watching over us, and guiding us. And so this child is born. Simple, common, regular birth. Nothing special about it. When the shepherds came in, they knew to honor and worship this child. They were told, go, honor the angels, the guidance, go, honor. Honor the child. Love the child. Know that this child is here to save you. Yes, this child is here to save you. The rebirth of understanding this light, this connection, this story of who you are will always save you. It will save you from anything that you have to experience. Now, souls don't need to be saved. But sometimes when you're out in the middle of the ocean and you can't swim anymore, you need to be saved. Sometimes when you're in the middle of a crisis, be it financial or health-wise, you need to be saved. A doctor can save you. There is saving that goes on in the physical world. And as long as you are connected to source... The saving will always be there. You are your own savior. You are the Jesus, the Christ that was born. You are the light that was in that stable. Remember, every single part of this story that I am telling you is a part of you. It represents a part of you, your immaculateness, your light, you, the parents. You, God, you, the child, you, the new birth, you, the common person, you, the common part who can honor the greatest part of you. 
Ah, now. Now we get the three wise men. Three wise men come from far distances. They come from Asia, actually. Asian countries, probably India, Persia, those countries. Those, that's who they were the king of, where they were the kings of. And it was wisdom that guided them. Something told them they were to go and see that child. Who are the three kings or what are the three kings? The three kings represent your units here on the earth. Body, mind, and spirit. And all three as separate entities are wise, but they were wiser because they came together as a unit and they acted together in search of the child, in search of this being. Your body, your mind, and your spirit are always a part of you because that's who you are. And I will show you that that's exactly who these wise men represented because they came bearing gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, why gold, frankincense, and myrrh? Why gold, frankincense, and myrrh? Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Well, there's a reason for that, too. And I'm going to talk more about the three kings on the other side of the commercial. We're coming up to a commercial break soon. So here we have a birth under a great light under the protection and connection to the God force in the most simplest of forms, human life in a manger, in a barn, that represents life, life being born, simple, common, earthly life. Remember, we're talking about the earthly plane and life here in the earthly plane, and that you come down, and even though you come down in the simplest of forms, that's not who you are but you have chosen to come down in the simplest of forms so that you can experience this life in a limited way. Humans are limited to start with. You start with nothing. That's the other reason for the birth in a barn. You start out basically with nothing. doesn't matter who your parents are. doesn't matter what wealth they come from, but you yourself personally start out with nothing and you have the chance to grow. And what you grow with and the guidance you grow with, we'll discuss that. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Wonderful time of the year. 
With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be a good cheer. It's the Yes, it is the most wonderful time of the year, and for those reasons and many more, it, um, it is meant to be a wonderful time in order to remind us who we are. We don't take enough time to recognize and remember. We don't, we've forgotten who we are, which is why we act the way we do, which is why we suffer the way we do and hurt the way we do and lack the way we do, only because we have forgotten we don't know what to do to make it better. But this is what I'm telling you, is that if we just begin to recognize who we really are and remember and know that there are all the symbols around us to let us know who we are. And this is why I'm talking about the story of the nativity right now. So if you're just joining us, you'll want to go back and listen to part one before the commercial that talks about the symbolism in the nativity, what Mary and Joseph, the Immaculate Conception, the fleeing from Nazareth to Bethlehem, the being born in a manger, the shepherds, all of that. Now we're up to the three wise men. So here is the answer. This becomes the answer as to how to incorporate, how to incorporate the spiritual life, the simple life that you, well, actually the spiritual life with the simple life. So the simple life is represented by being born in a manger. So that's you being born on this planet. This planet is your manger. It's your barn. It's your simplicity. But that's what it's being told. This is no, you may think that this is a resort here. I don't care if you're born to parents with billions of dollars. This is simple compared to the kingdom, compared to the other dimensions that we are meant to evolve to. So, so that's the purpose of the symbolism of the manger versus the spiritual realm. Okay. And so now we get the the wise men coming, right, to honor, pay homage to this child, this simple child that was born. That isn't so simple because it's built in with the light and the love and the protection and the wisdom of God. Okay. So the three wise men, they bring with them gifts, gifts, of frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Frankincense, myrrh, and gold. So here's what's interesting about frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Frankincense has been used in temples and churches throughout history because one of the properties of frankincense, and you'll see that with essential oils, is it stimulates spiritual feelings when you're meditating and you use frankincense you feel you're taken to a higher level of consciousness it's a higher vibration so it in understanding that they could have used anything i mean why didn't they use roses in church i mean that smells good too you know patch a lily um 
um, lilac. Um, God, even pumpkin spice during the fall or candied apple. Mm-hmm. Right? That brings you to a different level. But frankincense brings you to a spiritual level. That's the difference, a spiritual level. That's completely different than just stimulating your physical senses. Right? So, one king represents spirituality, spirit, because of the frankincense. Right? Then, another king brings myrrh. Myrrh actually stimulates mental thinking capacity, mental capacity, mind, your mind. It stimulates your mind. Yes, that's another scent that vibrates with human vibrations in certain ways. Focus, concentration, thought, myrrh. And then gold. Well, we can't use gold in the spiritual realm. You can't use gold to stimulate your mind, even though you can be stimulated by the idea of having a lot of gold, but it doesn't help you think correctly. So what is gold for? For the physical world. It's for your body. So the three kings then represent body, mind, and spirit. And the wisdom that goes with body, mind, and spirit. And the connection of body, mind, and spirit. And they came together and worked together to find this baby. When your body, mind, and spirit come together, there is nothing but glory and honoring. And wisdom. So you are meant to live in the physical world because it was a container. It was a whole gift. It was a whole box of frankincense, a whole box of myrrh, a whole box of gold. Certainly wasn't going to use it all right then and there. It was meant to be used through his life. You are meant to use body, mind, and spirit through this physical life, not just one. Why, if, if see, we get so confused in the spiritual world, because we think it's supposed to all be about spirit now, right? We go to the centers, we listen to Unity Radio, we go to Science of Mind centers, we listen to, you know, we read the, the, the authors and their works, and they tend to concentrate on the spiritual area of your life. Well, that's only one area, that's frankincense. But there's myrrh and gold as well. That's supposed to be combined. There is mind and body. That's supposed to be combined. I mean, that's why I'm actually doing a talk at the Unity, the first Unity Spiritual Campus in Florida in January, on January 24th. Please join me online. Anybody can join. And I'll be talking about Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable, why I did this radio show. Because I want to talk about the mind, besides the spirit and the body, the mind that goes along with some of the issues and things that we have to deal with in life. It's not just all about spirit. It's not just all about, you know, talking to God. 
but it is about including spirit in with your mind and body, as well as including your body with spirit and your mind, as well as including your mind with your body and spirit. So oh, they're all interacting together as long as we're here. Once we get to the other side, then sure, we'll just be spirit and mind. We still always will have a mind. We just won't have a body. But here the three wise men were saying, here, use these together. King, king, leader, lead with your spirit, your body and your mind working together. Lead with them working together, not individually, not individually at all but working together. So, <clears throat> working together. So you've got the three wise men. Now you've got this whole concept of the nativity and all this glorious music and all these angels around. So you will always have this guidance. You will always have this with you in all that you do in this lifetime. You are never doing anything alone. You are never doing anything with just your body. You are never doing anything with just your mind. And you're never doing anything with just your spirit here. There are too many people that want to practice just living in their spirit. No, you don't want to practice just living in your spirit. You want to practice improving and evolving your spirit in order to help evolve your mind and your body together as the three wise men. Wise. They're the wise ones. They didn't say the shepherds were wise. That was the, represented the simplicity of life. They didn't say that the temple, that the barn that, that Jesus was born in was wise or special. It was simple. It's in the simple form that you are, as a human being, you are still made of God, light, body, mind, and spirit. And in combination of all of those working hand in hand with each other, that is how you get through life. That is the rebirth. That is the growth. And you always have to be reminded that is the Christ. Christ can also mean gestalt. Gestalt is a German word that means the whole, not just the pieces. We tend to compartmentalize. We do that. That's, uh, if you ever studied psychology, you would understand that that was a coping mechanism for the brain. I told you the two highest functions of the brain are to keep us alive and to protect us. Well, one of the ways that it also protects us emotionally is by compartmentalizing, breaking things down into small compartments. Things like um, you have your career life, you have your friendship life, you have your hobby or interest life, you have your family life, you have your volunteer life, whatever you get involved in, whoever you are in your life, those are all broken down into separate compartments. We like that. Once we separated from God and forgot who we were, we separated everything in our lives. Separated everything. Um, I've been a guest, and I'm going to be a regular guest on a UK. Anybody who's in the UK right now listening, you can go and watch on Sky Network, the Feel Good Factor channel. And the television show is called Scripting the Life You Want with Royce Kristen. And I've been honored to be a guest on there. 
talking about the differences between science understanding of manifesting and the spiritual metaphysical understanding of manifesting and why those two separated why did science separate from spirituality and that's one of the things we've been talking about and that's what i'm talking about right now we compartmentalize that's another word for separation and we separate the elements we separated the body we separated the mind we separated the spirit because forgetting who we are we didn't know how to have those interact with each other so now there are even sciences yes there's a lot to know about those things and those areas so you've got doctors and scientists practicing and and working on the mind and doctors and scientists working on the body and spiritual leaders and ministers working on the spirit And it would be wonderful if they can have a convention and bring them all together. I mean, you have a convention for the doctors. Matter of fact, even the doctors have broken down. Oh, my gosh. There's the um, orthopedic doctors. There's the cardiologist doctors. They're the podiatrists. There are the the urologists. There are um, proctologists. There are gynecologists. There are so many ists out there. I don't even know if they talk amongst each other anymore. They separated themselves. And so now we've broken down the body parts. And one's not working with the other. Yet we are a whole being. We're a whole body. Our body works together. If there's a problem with my hand, I assure you somewhere along the lines, it's going to affect my feet. It sounds like it's crazy, but why wouldn't it? Because it's part, it's connected. I have a a problem with circulation in my leg. I have an issue then with my heart. Something could cause problems with my heart or my brain, right? So, So why would we keep everything separated from each other instead of everybody working together? And a lot of times they don't. Sometimes you get medications and treatments from one doctor that is completely opposing the treatment and the medication from another doctor. How ridiculous is that? So if we do that with just one section of us, that's the body. Well, then you got different theories. Now you got psychiatrists and psychologists and counselors and life coaches and and social work, clinical social workers, all working separate on the mind. A psychiatrist completely works different because a lot of them don't necessarily believe. We got biopsychosocial. Biology, psychology, and sociology, which they believe influences the mind. And now you've got that divided into three sections and doctors studying sociologists and, and, and therapists that uh, spend more time on the sociology of a person's illness. In other words, the environment, the circumstances that are going on in a person's life. Then you have those doctors just focusing on the psychology of what's going on, the way a person is thinking. And then you have a doctor who focuses on the biology of the mind and how how a person is reacting and responding, how their serotonin and norepinephrine are interacting with each other. Holy cow, we've got so many divisions. No wonder why we can't pull it all together. Holy moly. And yet the simplest form we were told is body, mind, and spirit wisely acting together. Pulling it together. 
we're needing to pull everyone together to talk about us as a whole rather than individual parts. And we can see the separation in all of parts of our lives, even in our social lives. We, we've even divided our governments. That's right. We've got all different. What do we have here? We have all different political parties. We have Democrats. We have liberals. We have moderates. We have independents. We have Republicans, yada, 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 yada. So we, we've done that. Then we've we've separated our our classes, our social class. We've got upper class, lower class, middle class, lower, lower, middle, lower, lower, low, low, high, upper high. Oh, gosh. It's confusing me just thinking about it. My brain is just falling apart thinking about all the separate individual pieces that they have broken us down to. And so this time of the year is for us to pull it all together in a simple form. We are light beings having a physical experience, a simple physical experience. This part of our lives is the most simple part of our lives, and yet it seems to cause some of the most pain. And that's because the pain, pain comes, and this is proof of body, if you're a scientist or a doctor, when your systems are not functioning together in a harmonious, balanced way, you experience an issue which can then cause pain or discomfort of some kind. And so when body, mind, and spirit are not functioning together, we cause discomfort and pain in our experiences. And so by pulling body, mind, and spirit together, and how do you pull body, mind, and spirit together? Well, I think we know how to do that. My gosh, if you don't know how to do that, just Google how to take care of the body. If you have nothing else to do in your life, just read all the articles about that. That'll take it to the end of time. Right? You take care of your body by eating right, getting enough rest, honoring it, listening to it, taking care of it when it is not well, exercising, making it strong. You take care of your body. You know exactly how to take care of your body. You know exactly how to take care of your body. You need to put more weight on, you do something to put more weight on. If it's more healthy for you to be thinner, then you do something to make yourself thinner. You honor yourself. You take care of your mind at the same time. You honor your feelings. You do what you can to put them in balance. There's some overlapping. You meditate and do some practices for the mind. It helps to take care of the body when you relax and you release stress. It helps to take care of and open up spirit. See how they interact together. When you take care of the body, you secrete certain hormones. You secrete things like endorphins that make you feel good. Right? And, and make you think better when you feel well. And when you feel well and you're thinking better, all of a sudden the spirit opens. And you start receiving more and you start paying attention more 
And when you pay attention more to your spirit and you realize that you're more than just a physical body, you actually then take care of the mind and calm the mind and put your body back in balance. The three wise men coming together to honor and give gifts to the child of wisdom, of spirit, of body, working together to live life, to grow, to be a light. That's what this season is about. That's what every single celebration is. It is the most wonderful time of the year for everyone, even those that seem they are without. They are never without body, mind, and spirit. They have all aspects of it, even a paraplegic that is just mind, still has body. He's got his brain inside something. And all of it working together can allow us to manifest, to grow, to understand. All we are here to do is to experience who we are, our greatness, our light, our wisdom, our immaculate conception of our purity, the God that we are within us. That's all we are here to experience. We're not here to experience getting rich and wealthy and getting a name for ourselves. We're not here to experience suffering and pain. That is not the reason we came. That was not the purpose of life. That pure nativity scene of a beautiful mother and father, an unassuming couple, that is the God force. There was nothing extra special about Mary. There was nothing extra special about Joseph. And that is what God is trying to say. There was nothing extra special about God other than it was pure love and light and then created the same with us. And if we keep seeing that God is that extra special being, then how do we ever align with it? Remembering we are extra special beings too. So we are all simple forms of life, living our light, living our wisdom, growing, loving, caring, honoring, worshiping, giving gifts, receiving gifts. That's who we are. And that's who we are meant to be. And this season, I want everybody to remember that about themselves, because that is the great gift Greatest gift you can give yourself is remembering the Christ, the God that you are. I'm glad you joined me today. I hope you enjoyed my interpretation of the nativity. The reason I even have the Jenna effect is to be able to share with you tools and concepts to help you be able to create the life of your dreams because that's what you deserve. I'm going to try to get in another podcast before the end of the year to help align you with ways of thinking of going into a new year, 2023, so that you can set yourself up with great habits and the means to be able to unblock and release your passions, your purpose, or all those things that may be stopping you from becoming unstoppable. And there's nothing holding you back. 
Remember my book, The Secret That's Holding You Back, which will help you unblock. But until then, I wish you all the best. Enjoy the holiday season no matter what you're doing. God bless. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.